0: Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer Bagnashi with Deep Believer. To say I'm excited about this guest today is an understatement. Our guest was born with a veil. They're called babies with veils or a call. Now this person I'm interviewing is actually able to transport. And he says that it's not uncommon to transport and he will back it up with the scripture, with the Bible. On top of that, he saw what happened in Israel and he saw what may just happen in the United States. You're gonna wanna hear this. Mm -hmm. This interview is amazing. You're gonna wanna stick around for it because he talks about the many times he's gone here and there and have not even known it, but other people can attest and witness to it. You are going to hear so much more, even about what the FBI agent said to him. This is huge. Greg Norman, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: I thank you, Jennifer. And what's interesting, you were just talking. And all of a sudden, I felt tears in my heart. I felt the Holy Spirit present. And uh, this is what I would like to share, Jennifer. I'm very careful of what I say, because I truly believe in the fear of the Lord. And if I say anything that is not of him at all, to try to fool the viewer or any type of deception. He holds me responsible, but I just wanna say thank you for this interview. But at the same time, I ask God to humble me because I do not want my pride or my mind to get a hold of uh, anything that I say today.
0: Greg, those are very, very wise words. So let's get started. You were a baby born with a veil or with a call. Could you explain to our viewers, what does it mean to be born with a call or a veil?
1: I believe this subject is so not spoken about. I mean, I searched the internet and there's really not a lot of information as far as broadcasting people sharing their true experience. What does it mean to be born uh, with a call or babies born with a veil? And uh, uh, the the call itself is a covering over a baby's face, you can't see the features at all, no eyes, no mouth. It's just like a, a, a silk covering of such. But what was very interesting, my mom only told me this about 15 years ago, but all my life, and this is what's so interesting, I knew things as a kid, as a little child, I could see things, but when I spoke and shared with my parents, they said what I was seeing was part of my imagination. So what happened when I grew up, I mean, I just knew things. I couldn't go into, uh, I couldn't really share with anyone because I didn't feel safe. So what I had to do, I had to do things that sort of covered up that gift. I became uh, a overachiever. You know, everything I did in my mind, I thought I had to be the very, very best at it, so it really took me to a journey that uh, I understand what the world now really represents, and now through the grace of God, and like I said, this isn't the ability to be psychic, this is a gift by the Holy Spirit. So I just want to thank God that in this moment, I'm able to share, you know, these experiences And all honor goes to Jesus.
0: And I'm actually really happy that you mentioned it's not something of a psychic because the devil likes to steal and copy everything God does. But this is not about being a psychic. This is about what God reveals to you, what God shows you. And we're going to get into that very shortly um, and about why God does it to people and for people. Now, you even mentioned that uh, when you were younger, you even experienced, or even now, you experience how you can actually know what some people are feeling and you're accurate.
1: Thank you for that question. I remember uh, when I was training in the gym, I was training a friend of mine and this male comes up to her and he started to speak to her. All of a sudden I heard her voice and what she was really saying, As I was hearing her voice, I don't really like this guy. This, I will, I'm hearing this, but the conversation that she's having in the physical was totally different than what she was really thinking. Jennifer, that caused so much confusing and confusion in my life. When I was a little kid, people would say certain things, but in my spirit, they weren't sharing the truth because. The spirit represents truth. So that's why I really was so confused. I didn't always make the right decisions. And I noticed one of my challenges was trust.
0: Because of that, because you would often hear one thing, but actually see something else, so you didn't know if someone was genuine?
1: That would be, uh, accurate what you just shared. And I had to really determine at first, when I was younger, I didn't know it was me. I thought it was, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm confused because this is only my mindset. Maybe I'm judging this person. But when I got older and I drew closer to Christ, I received better understanding that, no, this isn't always you. This is really happening in our relationships sometimes a person may say something and we receive it but in their spirit in their spiritual self they they really mean something totally different or they're saying something totally different and that's why i believe when we really understand what true discernment is i learn not to discern the person itself the physical aspect of the person i'm learning even for myself to discern the spirit. In the Bible, it says discern the spirit, not the physical body, not what we see with our carnal mind. So it allowed me to understand how sensitive to the spirit that we have to be, especially during the times we're in now.
0: It's good that you mentioned that you thought it was you at first, because I feel like a lot of people feel like it's them at first, or they think they're wrong, but nine times out of 10, or even 10 times out of 10, they're right when it comes to Uh, them having these feelings some people call it their intuition some people call it other things but i believe it's your spirit and holy spirit letting your spirit know that you know this is what's really happening uh so i'm really happy that you mentioned that because we do second guess ourselves sometimes not realizing that okay this is your spirit seeing what's really happening warning the flesh man okay you know this is what's really happening
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i have uh Romans 8 29, here's another thing I learned, and it talks about that we're made in the image of Christ. So what I did, you know, as I go to church and I hear the messages, I would come home and I would really sit and ask God childlike questions, because I wanted to know, God, at times I'm getting totally fed in the church as we know it, but I know there's more. I know there's more. So what I would do, I would take a scripture like I shared with you earlier. I meditated on Matthew 6.33, not for a month, not for a week, for years. I would take that one scripture. So I had so much understanding of the deeper meaning of Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added on to you. Now, Jennifer, what I learned, I used to think those things were all material things. I believe when they say, when the soul prosper, God will prosper you. So it told me, To receive some of those gifts and promises, I have to be in complete submission, submitting, surrendering my will to God's will. So I learned that for me, my desire is to seek him more than ever. My desire is to know things of the kingdom because that's who we are because it says we're made in his image. So as a little kid, I said, okay, if we're made in his image, we have the capability to do what he does. But when these things started, I couldn't share with no one because once again, what will people think? And now through the gift that you offered me just during a conversation the other day, this is the first time doing broadcast that I shared with you. I felt a little nervous, but what I didn't tell you, Jennifer, Last week I did a broadcast and the broadcast started, I said, I'm so tired. I was right on air, I said, I'm so tired. And I didn't know why, but I figured it out. I conditioned myself to not allow this gift to surface. And this is really a big part of Greg that I never wanted to share. My wife knows what happens at times. My close friends know. But God now, during the time period we're in, he wants these things shared because if things get really dark, how will we communicate if the telephones go down? How will we travel if transportation isn't there for us anymore? These are gifts that are so natural. And now I believe you're going to hear more and more people sharing some of the things they kept a secret.
0: Wow. I agree. After this interview, I really do. And when I say Greg is going to release a lot of information, he's going to release a lot of information. Um, so please stay around until the very end. So Greg, I want to go back to babies with veils or babies with a call. So babies with a call, you, your cousin has the same call that you do. So could you explain that a little bit? Because you guys know things at the same time, not realizing that you know things at the same time. So could you explain that for us?
1: I will share his first name. My cousin's first name is Jay. He resides in Martha's Vineyard. And uh, as a little boy, we were very, very close. But what I noticed, I'll share this experience I had. I had a loved one pass away and uh, Jay came to our home and we were outside. And he was just trying to comfort me and, you know, just be a cousin, someone there just to give great support. So all of a sudden I said, Jay, and it, I, he'll verify this. I said, there's going to be a car coming down this hill. It's going to take a left turn and it's going to go down the street, turn turning this driveway, back up and come right by us. Three minutes later, Jennifer, the car did exactly that. But for some reason, when I'm with Jay, these occurrences happen more often because he was also born with a veil. And once again, some people call it a call, C-A-U-L. So the reason why I believe this discussion may be happening, Jennifer, is I believe there's certain people or maybe quite a few people out there who are having these experiences, but they're not sharing because of fear. So. Once again, I take this moment, I ask Jesus to help us. And if there's anything that I'm saying that is not true, Lord, expose it to the audience right now.
0: You mentioned something just now in your narrative not too long ago where you said, what happens if the electricity goes down, if the power grid goes down, if our phones go down, if it's no communication? What did you mean by that? Do you believe that what you're going over today, what you're going to share with us today may be preparing us for a time to come
1: yes what I'm saying is I had and I do have moments where all of a sudden I hear a conversation and some people may label it as communicating telepathically I don't know if that's the spiritual meaning I don't know if that's the correct language but yes I had many times where I would be in prayer that I would hear a conversation and I would go to the person and sort of, you know, share and and maybe not come out with it, but yes, I'm saying when things get really dark and I believe we're very close, I want to say that not to cause fear at all, but to prepare to really build a real relationship with Christ. I know, I don't think, I know one way that we're going to communicate is in the spirit. And I, what I realized, Jennifer, everything that we have here, you know, everything, the way we communicate, the way that we learn via computers, everything is a duplicate of what's already happening in the spirit. So that's why I said, you know what, God, I know the importance of repentance. I know the re- importance of the importance of the forgiveness and excuse me, but I also know, and I'm beginning to understand that everything that we witness here, it happens in the spirit realm first. If people can hold on to that thought, they'll get better understanding on some of the things that I'll share with you, uh, Jennifer.
0: Greg, that's really deep. Literally what you just said what happens now before happens in the spiritual realm. When you hear different testimonies of people who've been to heaven, that's how they explain how they communicate in heaven without using their lips, but yet there's a communication going on. Um, And we're going to get into that into the rest of your testimony. But I find that kind of ironic. And I think it's kind of amazing how you linked. What's happening now happens first in the spirit. That's really interesting. Now I want to go back to you and your cousin. Why do you think that when your cousin was around you, things heightened, more supernatural things would happen because he had the veil? Why do you think that was so?
1: The reason why I think there was a spiritual connection is because on some subconscious level that we knew who we really were. So he was only... a A true reflection of me. You know, like I said, I can function in this world doing physical things, working, uh, learning about God, you know, doing my daily task, but I knew there was something more. And I believe God knew that, okay, for Greg to survive, I have to put someone close to him that will sort of mirror who he really is. That's what I believe. I needed to be around someone that I trusted because as we got older, I didn't know he had a uh, was born with a veil. For some reason, it came out during a conversation. And then once again, his mom confirmed to him that he was born with a veil. And what was interesting, Jennifer, my mom told me when I was birthed, that, and and she's very conservative. She said she remembers sort of a a being or beings, B-E-I-N-G-S, handing me to her before I entered the birth canal.
0: Was this a dream or a vision?
1: No, it was real. When she was having me, she remembers seeing this. Now, what's interesting, with all respect, My mom's a Jehovah Witness, very strict belief system. So for my mom to tell me this, that's not my mom's belief system. You know, to honor what she believed, that is not my mom. But for some reason, she told me this, and it stuck with me. But I really didn't reflect on it, because when she told me there were so many things going on, my own personal healing, you know, so much going on in my physical, But at the same time, I was trying to figure out, well, if I'm having all these experiences, I'm making these choices, some good, some not so good. But there's a part of me that sees this other realm, and I do not understand it.
0: Well, you know what? Let's talk about another realm and not understanding it. So one day you were at a field, Greg, and there was nobody there in the field. What happened in that empty field?
1: Jennifer, what's interesting, and I will answer this, I know people who share their testimonies and their stories. One day I was on the radio and I said, could you share that story again with me? When they shared the story, it wasn't the same version they told me. Everything I will tell you, Jennifer, I shared with you earlier. If, if If there's anything that, he didn't say this, Will you tell me? I'm saying, tell me, Jennifer, because I'm telling you when I share these experiences, no changes is exactly what I experienced. So if you see a little deception come in, can you please tell me?
0: I sure will. So far, so
1: good. Okay, so one day I was in a place, Newport, Rhode Island, and I was there and I I arrived, at a place a field and when i arrived no one was there no one but along the along around the field there was this fence well like benches but it was made of railroad tie they're the thick uh benches and i I was sitting there but what was interesting i had my back towards the other side i was looking not at the field but I was looking in the woods. So I was sitting directly at the woods, the field behind me. So I turned around. This is within four to five minutes. No one in the field, no one there. I turned around five minutes later. This confused me so much. And all of a sudden, horses, polo players with their hats on the place was full and I was with a person that can confirm this.
0: Wow. Okay. So you were in a field by yourself or with a friend. And I was
1: with a friend. You were with I wondered, friend. That's the part I didn't say, but I have a person that can confirm this.
0: Wow. Okay. And then you guys turn your back and four minutes later, people were there. So were they entering in or were they in full blown action playing polo?
1: Full blown action. They, the horse that they, they were playing polo. It was Jennifer, it was so confusing to me to this day. I cannot say this is exactly what happened. All I believe what could be a possibility in that one moment was I allowed to see something like another dimension open. That when I first arrived there, for whatever reason, that dimension was closed. That's the only way I can fathom it, but I also could be mistaken, but I'm going to always address Jesus and the Holy Spirit, because, you know, some of these things aren't spoken a lot about, and I always want to reference the gospel of God. That's what I consider first, and if these things happen, Holy Spirit, teach me, inform me, why these things are happening. I do not want to lose track of who God is because sometimes I believe my mind could get attracted to the mysticism, the one is in the miracles and forget all about the gospel of God. I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. I don't want to lose my salvation.
0: I mean, what you just said is powerful in itself because you mentioned the Lord and everything and you don't want to get sidetracked, like you said, by the mysticism. Of it all and the miracles because it seems bright and colory and you know, very attractive. But this is just, I guess, how the Lord works sometimes. So, question for you there may be people who are wondering, maybe they just rushed in real quick. When you guys were sitting in the stands, did you feel people walking and sitting down?
1: It was a bench.
0: A bench, okay.
1: Yeah, a bench. Thank you because it was a bench, it wasn't a stand. It was made of railroad ties. So we were sitting, but like I mentioned, Jennifer, five minutes, four to five minutes after, I'm it, it still boggles my mind. When we arrived, there was no one in the field. And this is a big field, Jennifer. Even if there were two or three people, if there were, that's all, on that day, that's all that probably we saw but we didn't see anyone and we so how within 5 minutes can there be horses and polo players in the in the field full to capacity impossible
0: and but then it- you mentioned the second heaven i'm glad you did because there are a lot of people watching right now who have no idea what the second heaven is Could you explain that, like you said, there are a lot of people where there's a lot of people who said, the Lord is saying this right now, the Lord is saying that, this is what the Lord says, but like you said, they don't say, but Lord, hold me accountable if, or please test the spirit. You know, they're not saying that, which is very important. And you said that it may come from the second heaven, what these people are saying, maybe knowingly or unknowingly. So could you explain to those watching right now, what is the second heaven?
1: Okay, um, I'll explain it simply. And another thing with me, Jennifer, some people have just so much information. They have so much detail. God didn't wire me like that. My explanations may be very short and brief. And if that's how he made Greg, that's how he made me. What I can share about the second heaven in my spirit, not what people tell me, I know it's the place where Satan himself rules. It's the place where he organizes his soldiers, the demons. It's a place that through his choosing, that's the word, that he can influence matter, that he can affect the people's minds and thoughts. And what he does, which I believe is the time to really pay attention, especially quote, ones who call themselves prophets, sometimes if you receive information so quickly and all of a sudden you're writing a whole book, for me, God does not write a whole book. And I'm not saying he does not for them, Jennifer, but what I am saying, certain visions I had weren't true, my visions. So I had to come to a place and say, God, I thought this was you. First of all, I didn't ask him long enough. I was impatient to to get the information out there. And again, I didn't allow the truth to be filtered through my mind. When it's God for me, Jennifer, it's gentle. And the results of his messages, one thing that I noticed, even though some of the messages are urgent and very important, the end result, I always feel peace. When it's from the devils from that second heaven, when I receive the message, most of the time I'll feel fear and confusion. That's what I believe the quote prophets quote. Oh boy. Can I share what's on my heart, Jennifer? Absolutely. Me, Absolutely. About a month ago, no, about five weeks ago, I have in my spiritual journey journal. And this is what I was hearing in the spirit. I heard a gift. I have this all recorded. My wife, Rebecca, everything I receive, I share with her. She documented. I heard a gift. Something good is about to happen. Then I heard a word, prophet. So all of a sudden, I'm saying, God, what's going on? About a week after. I was watching this video and the woman's name is marion lynch m-e-r-i-e-n-n-e lynch and as i'm listening to her i said i have to contact her my spirit says contact and did you hear her voice no but i knew in my spirit to contact her so i invited her on for an interview and jennifer this is how God confirmed. So before the interview, I was uh, doing my exercise in our basement. And when I was downstairs, I heard these words so clearly. Thank you, God. I heard a prophet made in heaven. And some of the things that Marion Lynch talks about are so incredible, but I, she's the first person that I can say for sure is a prophet from God. A lot of people come on our broadcast and they have these titles. And some say, well, call me this. I said, I will not. Unless God tells me himself who you are, I am not comfortable. So just please respect that, if you can respect that. Because there's so many titles in front of people's positions. Love titles, but sometimes and Greg's experience, and I'm only talking about Greg, I don't feel the presence of God. So again, not to judge, I will never say names, but I'm only sharing my experience on how many people call themselves prophets. I do know this, and God knows I know, Marion Lynch is a prophet. I know, I know, I know.
0: Okay, well, speaking of prophecy, Let's talk about what happened when you were at the gym.
1: I had a friend who was in a band. And uh, one day when I was personal training, he comes up to me and he was sharing the difficulties in his relationship. So as I'm listening, I said, well, you know, the best thing is just let it go. I mean, don't come in, don't start an argument. Just let it go if you can, because I think for the level I was at, That was the best advice. But what happened after Jennifer, uh, days after, he came back to the gym because he had an argument with his girlfriend that was training in the gym. So he said he entered the gym, he entered the gym, and all of a sudden he saw me at the counter. But he remembered the conversation I had with him, and he was going to go back to sort of share his thoughts and feelings. I was not there that day at that counter, truth. So once again, I would say, Father, why does this happen? And the thing that came to my mind was Greg, you place limitations on you. You look at the world in your physical mind, but I told you you're made in my image. And anything that you do that you become more aware of who you are in the spirit, these are part of your assignment. Don't look at it from the physical mind because the carnal mind will not understand it. But you're made in my image and your true self is spirit.
0: So are you saying that when your friends saw you at the gym, you don't recall even being there?
1: In the physical, I know I wasn't there. I, I wasn't there that day. But there's one thing that happens that I know is truth that's happening in the spirit. And when I'm in prayer, I see it. It's the police cars and the ambulance.
0: Now explain that because, I mean, we're going to talk more about these instances that happened to you, but you mentioned that you the only time that you really do know if you're someplace else, um, yet being someplace else, is when you're in prayer. So could you break that down?
2: Ever wanted the experience of attending a genuine royal ball? Well, here's your chance. Join Deep Believer Ministries for one of the grandest, most powerful events ever to solely honor King Jesus with a night with the King at the Broadmoor. Enjoy the magnificent grounds accommodations, and fine dining of the five-star, five-diamond, exquisite Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs, Colorado. A Night with the King at the Broadmoor is a very royal, very formal, three days, two nights conference that will provide you with hands-on training for true, Christian, supernatural living by renowned teachers and evangelists. This includes training in multiple areas of healing, deliverance, spiritual warfare, how to walk out the abundant Christian life, as well as how to obtain success in finances God's way. Then, for the royal evening, soak in the ambiance of white tablecloth gourmet dining, live brass and stringed instruments, acclaimed Christian singers and worshipers. And what's a royal ball without ballroom dancing? Don't know how? Complimentary ballroom dance lessons are included. A night with a king at the Broadmoor will be a night of complete honor and reverence to our King Jesus, and will be like nothing you've possibly ever experienced. We hope to see you there for this stately eventful night.
1: The only way I could uh, get better understanding is one day I was in a donut shop getting a coffee, and this young man who was probably I would say between 19 and 22, he comes up to me in the counter and he says, Greg, thank you very much for pulling me out of the car. I was in that automobile accident. It confused me so much, Jennifer. He said, you, I said, no, that what He said, Greg, it was you. The only reason why I knew it was the truth, uh, Jennifer, and this is, When things started to happen, I would hear people share this with me, is when I go into prayer, often I'll see police cars and ambulances at at car accident. So I started to say, well, what's happening? So to understand it, I had to think of what was occurring in the Bible with Elijah and Paul. They, a lot of their purpose in their assignments, they transported you know, in the spirit, they were doing miracles. The man in the donut shop was the one who convinced me that this was happening. So he, remember when I said, when I was at the counter, he comes up to me and he says, thank you, Greg, for pulling me out of the car. I was in an automobile accident, but I had no awareness, no awareness at all.
0: So tell us about what happened with The bus driver, because this is almost like the same thing.
1: I was in a supermarket one day I was shopping and all of a sudden a bus driver came up to me and he looks at me and he said this, Jennifer, he said, Greg. Well, he didn't say Greg, I'm only referring to myself. He said, that was an incredible conversation we had on the bus. I said, sir. I was not on it, but he said, Oh, the same reaction as the the uh young man in the donut store, same reaction. He said, No, it was you confused me, Jennifer. But but what happened though? I had a little more understanding because of the donut experience, the guy at the donut shop. So this is when my mind started to really explore what was happening and is it in the scripture is is this quote my mind wanted to think that i was special but my spirit says greg humble yourself because this isn't a ability this is what i expect my sons and daughters to be aware of those who draw close to me those who seek my face those who know this they have they have a body who they are is spirit made in the image of jesus i hold that so close Jennifer, because i do not want a little uh, not a grain of sand to hold this in my mind because i believe the true gift of any christian i believe it so strongly is humility
0: that's it we just got done speaking about humility you know, could you elaborate on that just a little bit? Because we're seeing a lot of uh, pride uh, in the body of Christ, especially publicly. You know, these are times when we really need to humble ourselves unless the Lord humbles us. And we don't want that. Um, so could you just break that down in a gentle way right now for
1: us? I remember being prideful, but I wouldn't tell you. So it was, it appeared to the person I might be speaking to that wow he's humble but in my mind i felt elevated but when i felt elevated i also felt insecure i didn't tell him that part that i'm doing this because i'm trying to build greg up what i learned during my spiritual growth is the more that i truly submit to god's purpose the more i can't build greg up because it's not greg that's working through me it's jesus And what's going on in leadership, which saddens my spirit. So many leaders who are responsible for their sheep, they speak a word, feel a pride and arrogance. We're in a place that Jesus has drawn a line. So much bickering, so much judgment in the church, arrogance, pride, the absence of God. Woe to them who does not repent. And that's the gift of repentance. That's the gift of humility to say, God, I tried the way, my way, and it doesn't work. I choose to rely on your spirit because you reside in me. When we surrender and we plug into Christ himself, the way that we perceive this present reality, this Mm -hmm. physical earth plane, Becomes smaller and smaller Mm, and smaller, and what I recognize, Jennifer, you know what's really getting healed in me. I'm seeing it—the little boy who's not afraid to ask foolish questions, because it's the questions we ask for the manifestation of God to answer those questions. That's right. And why do these things happen to you, Greg? only one reason. I'm not special. I'm not better. But my faith.
0: Greg, tell us about the time when you and your wife, Rebecca, were driving down I-95. What did you say?
1: Where we reside is a very, very beachy community. There's beautiful oceans. And in the summer, the traffic is incredible. I mean, (laughs) miles and miles and miles of traffic. So we were coming back to our residence and we were on Route 95 and it was bumper to bumper for at least four or five miles at least. You know, that's what we could view with our eyes. So I said a prayer. Rebecca was in agreement with that prayer. When the prayer was done, no traffic. I said, why? You're a physical being, we think, but we're really spiritual at nature. The more that you draw closer to me, Jesus, the more that I'll show you in the earthly plane what's really happening when people pray on earth as it is in heaven. You do not have to wait to experience heaven. Heaven happens when we surrender who we really think we are. Many times I would be in bed and I would feel waves coming down my body. Now, when I was into new age, I thought that was whatever, but I didn't I didn't identify it, you know, being the Holy Spirit. So one day I said, when it happened, I said, God, show me, because what I'm feeling is like an x-ray machine. I said, Father, Holy Spirit, if there's anything in my system that I need to know, can you show me? All of a sudden, he showed me a washing machine. But what was happening, I saw this hand, and the hand had a bottle of salt. And then the hand tipped over, and all the salt went inside the washing machine. God told me, Greg you're having too much salt in your diet.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, Jennifer, the Holy Spirit is so powerful. I mean, remember this, anything we have on earth, anything technical is far more greater in the spirit realm. Only reason why it happened, because I believe God would show me. It's my belief, it's my faith. That's the only reason. That's the only reason, Jennifer.
0: You know, Greg, it's so interesting you said that because back in 2014, um, I had written a book and I had an interview with uh, a woman in Long Island. And she was asking me questions about my testimony. And I told her the many testimonies I had. And she asked me, why me? And my answer was exactly what you just said. Because I believed. I didn't doubt and what I see in you, Greg, is childlike faith, not childish faith, but childlike faith. You and Rebecca, where you, when you pray and when you speak to the Lord, you expect something back. You don't pray or speak to the Lord expecting uh anything void. You expect a result, you respect a reaction. And when I hear you speak, it's, it's just I feel like it enlightens so many people. Um, I feel like it builds up so many people's souls as well, because people go through things or People experience things in life where they're like, okay, this is going to happen again. It becomes redundant in their mind, thinking that, okay, things will happen the same as it always has been, hindering their faith, believing that, okay, things won't change. Things will continue to be the same, causing doubt. But when I hear you speak, you know, I hear, okay, I believe God no matter what. I'm not going to question anything. You know, I just know that God will do this. And I feel like that's the faith that you have. So I I just want to thank you for that. I do.
1: Thank you, Jennifer.
0: So Greg, let's talk about the hue. We're remaining on the road. You're driving down the street and there's a hue. What is this hue?
1: I was coming home. It was about 3 to 3.30 a.m. after work. I was about maybe five miles before I reached my destination. And all of a sudden I was going northbound and there was a vehicle a vehicle coming southbound about maybe 75 yards before we were to cross paths i saw a velvet ui call it. it's a purple light that i see quite often and rebecca knows but i'm getting a little clearer why it happens so the velvet ui call it covered the vehicle it covered it and i said why did that happen So when when I went home, I sort of reflected, and here's what I got. Greg, that velvet you you saw was a drunk driver that was about to hit your car.
0: You know what, Greg, tell us about the hospital experience.
1: One day, this was recent. I was in prayer, and this happened twice. One day, I was in a hospital, in the spirit, and this little girl was with her mother and father. The parents didn't see me, but the little girl turned around and looked at me and smiled. This was in the spirit. This was real. Another hospital experience. I was there to visit a loved one at the hospital. This is real. This isn't a. Uh, this isn't a dream vision or a transportation. This one really happened, in the physical reality. So when I was in the hospital, I was in the lobby. And here comes this guy downstairs. Uh, He was upstairs coming downstairs. And he comes up to me and he said, Greg, I just saw you up on the second floor. How did you beat me down here? I was not on that second floor. It tells me this. And I pray to God that this is accurate. People pray, but I believe there's many people in the body of Christ who pray but God sends them to hospitals. Just like I've been praying God send me to Israel. So when these little kids are attacked, as long as it's your assignment for me, how can I help them? I have to do something beyond just words. God is bringing people in the body of Christ to hospitals. And when they pray, the children are healed instantly. And uh, Jennifer, with all my heart and soul, I know it's the truth. I know it's the truth. Once again, we are made in the image of Jesus Christ.
0: You know, you just mentioned something about Israel, but you even have a testimony about you with Israel. Could you share that with us?
1: Okay. This is on our live. This is recorded. I was doing a broadcast, and what happened— about a week and a half prior to the bombing Hamash against Israel, I was in prayer, and all I heard was, in October. And I shared, a week before it happened, and I don't usually share, I said, I must share with the body of Christ right now, on air, I got to tell you what I'm sensing, very, very shortly, soon, and it's it's on our channel that in the month of October, there's going to be great darkness. People will be so afraid. It's going to be a very, very horrific event. I say this and I speak slowly that unless we draw closer to God, what I've been getting in the spirit, what's happening in Israel will happen here. And people will say, well, we have God. Humility, repentance. And I believe this, Jennifer, that the next true leader has to be a person who has great intimacy with Christ. This person will call the nation to repentance. This person is not going to go, well, I believe in God. This person will announce my father is jesus christ that real leader that true leader that god selects and i'm not saying that he hasn't selected individuals this real leader will set the stage for the return of jesus christ
0: and this leader are you talking about leader of united states or a different country or of israel
1: This is what I'm sensing in the spirit. People are preparing to vote Democrat, Republican. What I'm going to say, old system. That's all I'm going to say. The stage is about to change. The way that we did business served a purpose. But what God has planned for the planet Earth now, the vibration, quote, the spirit of God is taking this whole entire planet over. And unless these leaders know who they are in Christ, they cannot lead. The people cannot.
0: That speaks volumes because things aren't looking too, too bright right now. But you're saying that you truly believe that things can turn around.
1: Things as we know it will be dismantled. The way that we know this world is being dismantled. You can do all the praying for God to save this world world served a purpose but god is preparing the earth so we can experience heaven on earth jennifer i didn't tell you this i had a vision and in the vision i asked god am i going to the white house and god told me yes but this is what he told me he said when you meet the president shake his hand and look him in his eyes
0: well you know speaking of the president I mean, didn't you have an experience? Was it an out of body experience where you were at the White House?
1: About a month and a half ago. And thank you, Jennifer. It ties in perfect question. I had a dream vision and I was at the White House and I came out from a conference and on the side, when I walked out, there were two secret service agents, they come up to me and they address me with a title. And I looked at him and I said, no, please call me Greg. The structure in what we call our government has governed and ruled the people in a way that created more fear than truth. So many people who control, who really control the planet, using some and most political leaders as puppets. They don't have our interest in their hearts. And I have something to say. You can take my body. You can say, this man has to be shut up. Sorry. I am not my body. I serve Jesus Christ. And what the angel told me about a year ago. And I was able to see just his torso, Jennifer. His torso was from the floor to the ceiling. I didn't see his head. And days after I heard these words, I heard, Greg, I'm here to protect you. I say it with humility. There's been people out there who speak truth, but I don't say it to say I'm important. I'm saying it because god has placed in me a pacific order to give instructions and as i as long as i humble myself to stay in his obedience i fear no man
0: almost staying on topic i mean you had an involvement with the fbi Mm -hmm. what happened
1: i was at this vitamin conference out of nowhere had to be the holy spirit I was coming down the escalator, Jennifer, and I was with a friend once again. I had a witness, thank God. Before I reached down, before we arrived at the bottom of the escalator, to the left was a guy staring at us. And for some reason I told my friend, this guy's an FBI agent, I knew it. I reached down the bottom. He didn't hear this, Jennifer, we're still, Uh, towards the top going down. So when we get to the bottom, he walks over to us. And he said, do you mind if I have lunch with you? This is true. And I know they're listening. I know they're listening. I know they're listening. He comes up to me. He said, "Uh, can I have lunch with you? And I said, sure, come. So he sits at the table. And the words that came out of my mouth, I said, before we have lunch, could I ask you a question? He said, yes, you can ask me a question. Can you take your ID out of your pocket? Because I know you're an FBI agent. He pulls his ID out, puts it down. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, have you ever had any training for the FBI or CIA to know that this was an FBI agent or anything like that?
1: The only training I have and have been having in the spirit. I believe that the agency which we call quote the FBI, we're going to be in so much turmoil that they are monitoring certain individuals who they know have a connection with God because they're going to realize unless we seek the father's wisdom, This one's way over our head. That's what I know is going to happen. I don't know how. I don't know how they know. I don't know that part. All I know is who sent us. Wow.
0: Amen. So you believe that the FBI eventually will be asking those who walk with the true Lord, Jesus Christ, for advice, for help as to what's going on.
1: Bigger than that. And I wanna keep honor. I'm very close to a person who is so close to God and her ability to say, I'm gonna share this with you and been sharing for a while. This person has a role as a leader in a country i'm going to put it that way but you know quote what a true prophet does and let me just say this they don't tell you i'm going to just say they i'm going to release this information to you what god told me for you to do this is a leader a, a big leader and she says i don't want to hear back from you i don't want to Have any invitations to the White House because I'm only doing the Father's will and this is not my business. I'm keeping my ego out of this and I'm doing the will of the Father. That's when you know the true prophets. They don't need to go to the White House, they don't need any name recognition. They're doing the Father's will. And I'm very, very close, my wife and I, to a person. Who is so 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 close to Jesus? If I could share, I'm not. I I I'm not keeping a secret, but I witnessed Jennifer, the relationship that this person has, and all I can tell you, it's so deep in him. That I asked this person, Is there anyone like you on this planet? She or he said, (laughs) No. And Jennifer, I'm very careful for someone to say that, but I know this is true because God told me that's how close this person is. We're in the end, we're in the end time and god's pouring forth his spirit upon humanity and there are certain individuals here who really know their missions you're one of them jennifer you and your husband ed you carry the grace of god grace has to be brought back to the planet because by your presence, the god in you that brings forth your grace The younger generation has to understand what it is so they can begin to be a example of what true grace is. Jennifer, how many people have you interviewed who talked about God's grace and how grace itself has to be recognized so we can learn how to really build that spiritual gift in us again? Grace is very rare now your channel is being elevated because of the grace that you and your husband carry do not let anyone disturb that grace and whoever comes against it. And This is the message I told you earlier Jennifer I didn't know when it was going to come out remember I said I have a message and it's coming out now. And I say it in love, but I I say it with the boldness of Jesus Christ, whoever come against this, the grace of God, the assignment that he placed upon Jennifer's heart, those who come against it. And if you don't repent, and I say this message with boldness, but with love, it will cost you. And Jennifer, remember I said I had something to say but i didn't know if it was going to come out that was not me it Mm. came out but it came out in a manner that the holy spirit wanted it there's many people out there that will say do not touch my anointed ones when a leader or a position or a person in a position of leadership in the body of christ when you say it to prove to others you're special, your anointing moves away from you. Mm. Those who carry the anointing, they don't even have to mention it because it's between them and God. The world does not have to know. The only reason why people say it, they want to feel important and recognize in the spirit of the kingdom. It it does not have to be said, grace, honor, bringing the truth of who Christ is in our spirit. Christ gets the glory. Christ is the protection. And no matter where you're at in your spiritual walk, we're all anointed to do God's work. To get into that anointing in his favor, align yourself with a purpose that God has on your life. It's simple.
0: You know, and almost staying on topic of what you just said, I mean, all this stuff is powerful what you're saying directly from the throne of God. You said a quote recently, uh, right before our broadcast, you said there is nothing top secret in the spiritual realm. What do you mean by that? Because that was pretty deep. And we were talking about the FBI and all this stuff and how, you know, you believe that, you know, there will be a time when FBI will look to born again believers who are truly walking with the Lord. Um, What do you mean by there is nothing top secret in the spiritual or in the supernatural?
1: I will say it from experience in the spirit. If I'm allowed because God himself sends me, not because of my imagination and I want to experience these things. Everything that happens to me is because God assigned that to me, not because I wanna do it or I desire to do it. When I'm able out of nowhere to be in a room with all these computers And this screen was so big, but the screen was off. I didn't do that. The Holy Spirit allowed me to see it. You cannot hold anything secret if God wants it exposed. If I submit to the will of my Father and part of my purpose that he placed in my heart, was when I send you to these locations, you report back to me, even though I know it, I'm going to give you better understanding of what's going on on earth. There is no secret in the kingdom of God. You can think your top secret. Only secret there is, there's none.
0: I Completely agree. And when God is involved, if God's hand is on it, your arms are too short to box with God. There's no nothing you could do about it. And I truly believe what you just said, Greg.
1: I know this might have went this way and that way. But one thing I wanted to say, can I share with you how strong God's army is? Sure. One day I saw a vision and it was this cylinder object. It was shaped as a cylinder. And what I noticed there were layers and layers and layers of angels in military uniform. When I saw their faces, Jennifer, they were so focused on their mission here that it was scary to look at their face. They did not, I mean, I, I, God allowed me to see this in the vision. Those angels are here now. When they hearken, not because we tell them angels do this, they hearken by the word of God. I don't know if God already released these angels. I'm not aware of that. But I do know when they get released, no missile can be launched, no one can be harmed. Because these angels are about to tear this illusion up.
0: So you truly believe that these angels right now are on assignment. You don't know if God has released them right now to take action, but you believe that they're right here on the earth right now.
1: You know how you just said belief? I know they're here because, and once again, you know, they weren't separate. They came out in layers. So when one military unit came out, they came out in layers. But Jennifer, I got to tell you about their uniform, the sharpest uniforms I ever seen on anyone. They had very, very sharp military uniforms.
0: You know what, Greg, you're bringing hope to a lot of people because, you know, yesterday I was at the nail salon and um, the woman who was giving me my pedicure, she was mentioning how, you know, she was pretty terrified because of everything that's happened in the world and she was like, we're all doomed. I'm like, no, we are not doomed. You rest in the Lord. You'll be you'll be fine. What you said actually helps those who have been watching the news a little bit too much, actually way too much, um, because they have no hope. I feel like those who are watching the news recently have no hope right now because they're listening to the devil's antics, the devil's plans, but God's plans are so much better. And God promises those in Psalm 91. I mean, that was the popular... Bible verse from 2019 to what, 2022, you know, God's protection upon you, no matter what happens to that person or this, the Lord will protect you. Um, So thank you for sharing that because a lot of people are afraid right now. and, And like even you mentioned that, you know, you see what happened in Israel, more than likely possibly coming to the United States of America, but linking the war angels along with it. I mean, I feel like that's even more powerful.
1: And here's the biggest thing. Do you really believe what they're fighting over in Israel, Pakistan, the Gaza Strip? Do you believe what they're telling us?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Spiritual openings. Mm. Remember, Jesus is going to return to Jerusalem. There's a heavy presence of angels now coming in. Amen. Man thinks he can destroy that realm. You cannot with physical force. They are not fighting over what they are telling us. Holy land. And Jennifer, remember this what we see with the physical is solid. God has a way to move through dimensions, his army. You can't destroy that with guns and weapons. I'm being a little kid now there's no way you can, you can do all the whatever. You can tell us that this is happening. Just think like a child.
0: I want to go back to the beginning really quickly, because I don't think we touched on this about veil babies and call babies or baby with a call babies with a veil. What's the data you found on it? Because you have this gift, but other people have this gift too. So what's the data you found on it? Because I feel like it's a gift that may eventually be expanded. I don't know. But what's the data you found on it?
1: It's only my understanding, which is only limited. When you Google babies born with a veil or a call, you'll see so many different interpretations. One, they're psychic. Another one, they come from the mermaid. They're mermaids with this gift because Something about people saving this call. Sailors used to save the call thinking it was good luck. A lot of people who report that they're born with a call, some say they're cursed. But no one's identifying it as a gift in the Holy Spirit to represent seeing through the veil, seeing through what we think is real. Jennifer, my mind thought this world was so real until I trusted and begin to take that veil off. And the veil was, we're made in the image of Jesus Christ and we're spiritual beings.
0: So speaking of spiritual beings, do you believe that right now we're living in the end times? Do you believe that? And do you believe that during the end times, supernatural living will be heightened?
1: Yes. The book of Revelation said we're going to go through some horrific times, so much corruption. Sometimes we have to lose our minds to know Christ's mind, and that's what's happening now.
0: So do you believe that more people will have to lose their mind, not go crazy, but lose their way of understanding in these end times to gain the mind of Christ?
1: that's why when I had my gyms in quote all the nice cars and I kept God out I lost everything but it allowed me to go to a place where I had to ask one question who am I really before I thought I was my things my house my gyms my relationship and that was the illusion I was holding on to but once, God allow those things to be dismantled. I'm going to say this: what happens to the individual in its healing, will happen to the nation.
0: A lot of people have to get right with Jesus for this nation to to be stronger.
1: Thank you, Jennifer. A lot of people will experience loss; they'll lose the things that they hold on to as idols. So,
0: how would you encourage those watching? Right now, who are hearing this, who are amazed, and yet they want the blessing that you and many others have with knowing things where the Lord reveals things to them. They're like, Okay, Lord, I need you to reveal some things to me. I feel like it will be a safety cushion for me. I feel like it will help me out. What would you say to those watching right now who want the gift that you have and so many others?
1: The gift that I have is no different than the gift that you have. I'm feeling sorrow in my heart. I'm sensing the presence of Jesus and he's weeping. He's weeping for his creation. The ones that held on to this world as reality. He died on the cross and the cross represents life. And if I could get or give any type of encouragement, now surrender.
0: And what happens when they surrender?
1: when you surrender the structure of what satan put together this earth plane the government he's the ruler of this earth when you surrender that you submit and you honor the purpose of jesus christ his purpose is inside your heart and all you have to do now say, Father, the way I'm living my life is not working. Simple words left. I want to do your will. Simple prayer. Teach me how to do your will. That's what I would leave off with, Jennifer.
0: Teach me how to do your will. What an amazing finale to this interview. Greg, you also have a show a channel and a radio station called the one source network. Could you tell us a little bit about your channel and your radio station and where people can find you?
1: I knew this was coming and I don't want to talk about my channel, the channel that God placed on my heart. I want to talk about your channel and the grace and the commitment that you and Ed decided to do for the Father. You know, Jennifer, when we put people other than ourselves first, that's my reward. People trust what God placed in Jennifer. Honor her work, pray to God, and ask how you can support Jennifer's channel, God's channel. And that's my closing.
0: Amen. Thank you, Greg. That's really very, that's a beautiful blessing that you put in our ministry and it's all for the glory of God. Thank you. And uh, would you mind praying for the audience how you and Holy Spirit sees fit?
1: I start off like a little boy and I ask Father that we need you. My prayers aren't empty. My prayers aren't wordy. But help us Father bring forth your spirit upon us for those who are open to hear. Show yourself in their lives.
0: Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Greg Norman. Thank you once again for sharing your testimony. Thank you so much for being humble uh, and uh, personable um with everything you've shared um, i mean it's just eye-opening i'm sure to a lot of people who have been watching this episode it's mind-boggling and mind-blowing so many people where i mean it, it's going to lead so many people closer to the lord to take down the veils just like you explain and draw them closer to the one who matters jesus christ
1: thank you jennifer
3: if you'd like to be born again and give your life to Jesus Christ today, pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner and am lost without You. I'm convinced that You're my only saving grace and my only hope. No longer do I want to do life without You. I believe that You came to Earth to die on the cross for my sins, rose from the dead three days later and are coming back for me one day soon. Please come into my heart and be my Lord, Savior, and friend. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, get yourself a Bible and read it daily and ask God to interpret every word for you. Then surround yourself with like-minded believers in Jesus Christ. Congratulations and welcome to the family.